Hi, singles. Welcome to the Big Fridays podcast. I'm your host, Tom, and we are now on the second session of our series, Pilipinas, Tapat, Totoo, at Magiting. In this session, Paul Devera shares with us the ideal qualities of a good leader and good governance that is based on a biblical perspective. Would you care to check out the qualities of your preferred candidates? Open your hearts and minds as we dig deeper of what true Christian leadership looks like. Singles in the house! Kumusta kayo dyan? Woo! Ang sarap may audience <laughs> We're so excited na makasama namin kayo every evening. Pero praise God na available din tayo online. Because I remember when we were volunteering before dito sa Big Fridays, Alam nyo ba, kapag bumabagyo or basta umulan, laging discussion ng, ng core team, tuloy ba tayo tonight? Kasi kung walang makakapunta, i-cancel na natin. So palagi kaming ganun, lagi kami nagpe-pray together, tapos titingnan namin, may tao kaya? Pero because we transferred to online, di ba, grabe. Andito kayo palagi, bawal umabsent. Well, let me just share a bit of a story to, to all of you bago tayo magsimula. This morning, my wife and I, we talked about politics. My wife was calm, but she was also trying to challenge what I was saying. Uh, she was trying to negate some of the things that I was saying. So, we exchanged opinions. And suddenly, my attitude changed. And in my mind, I was fighting for what was right. Pero madungis eh. At the expense of what? Talking disrespectfully to my beautiful, calm wife. Talking bad about the people that I don't agree with. Diba? So, duguan na ako ngayon. I realized, if this election is not going to make all of us better people, sayang lahat ng campaign efforts natin. Whatever your color is, diba? Kahit sino pang kandidato yan. Folks, tandaan nyo to. Don't exchange relationships for politics. I asked forgiveness from my wife and eventually my wife forgave me pero just so we know, ayan, tatanin ko ulit siya, babe, do you forgive me? Ayan, o, oh, di ba? Yung smile niya talagang lagot ka sa akin. Hindi, <laughs> joke lang. Peace na kami, nag-dinner na kami together. Bakit big deal to sa akin? My political awakening was the election after uh, Fidel V. Ramos, 1998. So I was so active during that election. Bata pa lang ako, sobrang totoy pa lang ako noon. Pero nanonood ako palagi ng balita. I also watched the impeachment or the trial of President Joseph Ejercito Estrada. My first noise barrage was when I was in grade 4. And that was the noise barrage to support those who are calling for his resignation. After that, I never missed SONA. Lagi ako nanonood ng SONA, nagno-notes ako. <laughs> Nagno-notes talaga, kahit wala akong papasahan ng report, I do that. And I take, I take all of those things, inaaral ko lahat ng sinasabi. In fact, pangarap ko magwelga nung bata ako eh. Ang babaw nung pangarap ko, no? Buti na lang, buti na lang may Lord tayo. Kaya tayong ibahin ng ating Panginoon. Folks, part of my past life is that I am an artist. I'm a painter by uh, passion, no? Pero noon yun. And I'm also an activist. Medyo blurred yung values ko nung bata-bata ako. But when God stepped in, little by little, na itama. Yun lang. I, I really, 
I really have to humble myself many times. Kasi nahuhuli ko yung sarili ko na I'm treading on dangerous waters. Ika nga. In fact, kunyari yung election ng 2016, uh, I did not vote for the president that won, but I learned to humbly submit to the results and to respect the vote of the people. Ngayon, election na naman. We need to be aligned. At ito yung lagi kong nakakalimutan. Yung alignment natin, hindi dapat sa alignment sa kandidato. Hindi dapat sa alignment sa galit tayo dito, dito, pro tayo dito, hindi. Ang alignment dapat natin in the values espoused by Christ. <laughs> ako mismo, struggle ako dito. So sabay-sabay tayong matututo ngayong gabi as we surrender everything to the Lord and we recognize that He has full authority. Let me open with a word of prayer. Father God in heaven, we acknowledge that you alone are God. You are King of all. You are Lord of all. Tonight, Lord, as we talk about this sensitive issue, we pray, O God, that you speak to the very hearts of the people who are watching tonight. I pray even for myself, O God, that you guard my heart, you guard my mouth, you guard my mind, that everything that I will say, everything that I will do, will bring honor and glory to you. But most importantly, O God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would minister to every person listening tonight. Tanggalin mo po yung harang sa mata namin. Whether we're watching this episode tonight with colors, whether we're watching this episode tonight pro ganito and pro ganyan, Lord, allow us to just listen to your voice and transform us from the inside out. We surrender everything to you, O God. In Jesus' name, Amen. And amen. So, basis. Ano nga ba yung magiging basihan natin when we talk about sino bang pipiliin nating magiging leader? ba? Ang atin pong session 2 ay pinamagatang, tapat, totoo, at magiting. Good leadership and this is based on biblical standards. So, uunahin muna natin tong Kasabihan na to from Benjamin Franklin, one of the founding fathers of the United States. He said, Whosoever shall introduce into public affairs the principles of Christianity will change the face of the world. Do you agree with that statement? Because that church, uh, that, that uh, uh, U.S. father, founding father, Benjamin Franklin, Sobrang seryoso siya. Sabi niya, dalin natin yung Christianity even in government. Right now, usong-uso yung mga status na dapat pag-church, wala kayong, wala kayong stand. Hindi pwedeng walang stand ang church. If we bring the principles of Christianity to the government, magbabagong government. In the same manner, kung ayaw natin magdala ng Christianity, ng concept ng Panginoon, sa gobyerno, walang magbabago. Klaro po? Alam nyo ba na ang Philippine Constitution natin is built upon the belief doon sa providence ng ating Panginoon? Paano ba nag-uumpisa ang Constitution ng Pilipinas? 1987, Philippine Constitution Preamble states that we, the sovereign Filipino people, anong, ano, ano daw tayo? Sovereign Filipino people tayong nasusunod. Tayo ang bossing. Pero tayo nga ba bossing? Kasi kadugtong nun, sinabi, imploring the aid of Almighty God. Kinikilala natin na tayong lahat, sumusunod tayo sa Diyos. 
And then everything else follows. In order to build a just and humane society, establish a government that shall embody our ideals and aspirations, promote common good, conserve and develop our patrimony, secure for ourselves our posterity, the blessings of independence, and all those things. In fact, even a regime of truth. Biruhin mo yon. Gusto natin makatotohanan yung gobyerno natin. At yan ay naaayon sa saligang batas. So, pupunta tayo muli so, doon sa ano bang batayan? Paano ba natin malalaman? Anong dapat kong sundin? When I want to love the country, when I want to vote, when I want to do these things for the Philippines, anong basis ko? This is the basis. The Bible is the standard. Now you'd ask me, Siguro, what is so extraordinary about the Bible that it shall serve as a guidebook? In fact, wala namang Pilipinas dito eh. During the Bible's time, baka nga pan- Panjaya pa lang yung Panjaya. Alam niyo yung Panjaya. Baka nga, ano pala, wala pang ibang kontinente masyado, di ba? So bakit ito magiging guidebook? Alamin natin. Bibigyan ko kayo ng ilang reasons, okay? Yung unang reason na ibibigay ko, the Bible is unique in all, and I mean all, human literature. Bakit unique to? Written by 40 authors within a span of 1,600 years or 1,600 years. Pero pag nagbasa po kayo ng Bible, walang contradiction. Nabasa niyo na ba yung Genesis to Revelation? Kailan lang po ako nag-umpisang magbasa ng Bible talaga ng faithfully. No? Uh, yung unang taon na nakapagbasa po ako ng scripture from Genesis to Revelation was in 2012. 2012, 2013, 2014. So, every year binabasa ko po yung Bible. At every year may natututunan po ako. At every year hindi Nag, ano pa ako yung Youth Bible. <laughs> Oo, meron pa akong Youth Bible nun eh. Dun pa, yun, yun yata yung pinakaunang-una ko. But sobrang amazing how the Bible is so united. And it has one central theme. Anong theme ng Biblia? Pag nagbasa kayo ng Biblia, ang kwento ng Bible is about God's redemption through Jesus Christ. You will see that from creation to the fall to the redemption and eventually to our glory. The future glory that awaits us dahil we're just passing through. At makikita nyo yun dito sa Bible. Hindi dito sa mundo natatapos ang lahat. Meron pa tayong kadugtong, meron pa tayong life in eternity. Depende na lang kung saan ka magsispend ng eternity, di ba? Second, the Bible passes the test of accuracy. It is very accurate. Yung original text po ng Bible, it was transmitted and it was perfectly, faithfully copied hanggang ngayon po yung mga hawak natin. In fact, yung present-day Old Testament po natin, it's the same as they were many thousands of years ago. Sobra, sobrang wala, wala pong, wala pong question dito sa accuracy ng Biblia. In fact, the third reason I'm gonna give you, the Bible passes the test of internal and external evidence. It is a written record. Historical po ito. Meron kayong mababasa dito na ito yung mga naging hari sa Egypt. Ito yung mga naging hari sa Israel. Ito yung mga naging hari sa Babylon. Ito yung naging hari sa Persia, Medo-Persia, sa Greece, sa Rome. 
'Di ba? At it, makikita nyo dito 'yon lahat. Nagbabangga siya doon sa mga historical uh, uh, books na binabasa natin. In fact, it is so credible that the authors themselves claim first-hand information as living witnesses. Ibig sabihin, nung sinulat nila, for example, yung mga tao sa New Testament, when they wrote the New Testament, they were eyewitnesses. And you can see those references in your screens right now, like Luke 1 verse 3, Acts 2 verse 32, uh, 2 Peter, John. These people saw what happened and they wrote about it. And what did they do? They suffered martyrdom. Ibig sabihin, they gave their lives. They were willing to die for what they wrote, what they said. And for people to be like that, at hindi lang po sila dalawa sa, sa sampu, ha? lahat po sila. Nagdumanas po sila ng hirap. They were willing to go through hell. Di ba? I mean, go through fire, go through all these challenges because they know what they believed was true because they've seen it with their very own eyes. So that internal evidence is so uh, dependable pag inaral po natin yung Bible. But, the Bible as a written record aligns itself with facts, dates, even personalities from its own contemporary world. Kasi kapag inaral mo, totoo ba yung Bible? Sige nga, patunayan natin na totoo ang Bible gamit ang Bible. Wala masyadong maniniwala sa inyo. Kasi paano mo ito patunayan? Eh, ikaw, ikaw, diba? ikaw yung nagsasabi, tapos ikaw rin nagpapatunay. Dapat may ibang testigo and that's where external evidences matter. I don't know if you heard about Tacitus or yung iba pang historians that confirm that Jesus is an actual person who lived in history. Ayan, papakita namin sa inyo yung isang historian, si Josephus. Sinabi ni Josephus at that time, there was a wise man who was called Jesus. Pilate ordered him to be condemned and to die. And those who had become his disciples did not abandon his discipleship, which is true. Nakikita niyo yun sa Acts. They did not leave the faith. And they reported that he had appeared to them three days after his crucifixion and that he was alive. This was Josephus. He wasn't a Christian. He was a historian. In fact, he was an enemy. Labas siya sa Christianity. But even him shared this news. So, hindi to fake news. That's how credible the Bible is. A lot of other external evidences, the Bible also passed. Anong external evidences na sinasabi mo dyan, Paul? Well, archaeologic, archaeological findings. Like kunyari, Ebla Tablet. When Ebla tablet was found, na-confirm natin na totoo lahat ng mga bansa na sinasabi sa Genesis 14 verse 8. Yung Pilate at saka si Erastus, they were saying fake news yan, walang totoong taong ganyan. But they discovered the inscription that says Pilate and the inscription that says Erastus. I had the opportunity to be with my boss in the Holy Land tour and in the Steps of Paul tour, and I've seen these with my very own eyes. Hindi mo question ngayon yung credibility ng Bible. Kasi mismong archaeological findings, they confirm it's true. Not one archaeological finding will actually tell you na hindi totoo 
fake news yung nabasa nyo. Everything that was discovered confirms the truth of the Bible. Ginaganahan na ba kayong maniwala sa Bible? Di ba? Ang sarap pag ito yung batayan natin kasi walang fake news dito. In fact, the Bible passes the test of fulfilled prophecies. Dito po sa Bible, maraming propesya dito. At kung gusto yung maniwala sa Bible, we have to check all those prophecies and we have to check if they came true. If nothing, kung walang nagkatotoo sa kahit anong prophecy sa Bible, batay maniniwala dito? But Ezekiel, Ezekiel prophesied about the fall of Egypt. And up until today, Egypt never recovered its glory. Hindi na siya kasing lakas kesa nung unang panahon. Ezekiel talked about the fall of Israel and how their identity will be lost, but also how they will regain their identity again. And in 1948, na-established po ulit ang bansa ng Israel. Ito pa yung maganda. Ito pa ha. Alam nyo nung na-establish yung bansa ng Israel, maraming maraming taon na po na walang Israel. Walang language, walang Jews, wala, wala lahat, burado po sila. But they were able to come back. They were able to rise from whatever grave they were in and then they existed. At nakita natin kung paano naging bansa ang Israel. In fact, Tayo, Pilipinas, ang may ambag kung bakit bansa ngayon ang Israel. It was our vote through Carlos P. Romulo that gave them the identity, the recognition of the United Nations na yes, you are recognized as a nation. At nagkatotoo yung prophecy sa scripture. All those things and more, in fact, even yung birth ni Jesus, Ayan kung makikita nyo sa mga screens ninyo. He, was born in Be- he will be born in Bethlehem, sabi sa Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Natut- nagkatotoo po yan sa Luke chapter 2, verse 4. Imagine niyo hindi taga Bethlehem yung mag-asawa. Hindi sila taga Bethlehem. Pero ano nangyari? They had to go to Bethlehem because may census. So kailangan nilang pumunta sa dun sa hometown nila. And they were there. At doon siya inabot, doon nanganak si, si, si Mary. ba? Napakagaling, napakagaling. At marami pang iba kung makikita nyo sa mga screens nyo ngayon yan, those things confirm that everything the Bible said about Jesus was fulfilled and it came true and so the Bible is so reliable. Kung ganun ka-accurate ang Bible pagdating sa prediction, kung ganun ka kasolid ang Bible, it would not be possible apart from the undeniable conclusion that indeed, this is the Word of God. Ganun siya ka dependable. In fact, the fifth reason I'll give you is that the Bible is proven true by the resurrection of Jesus. That's something that you cannot deny. Did Jesus rise again from the dead? Kasi sinabi na ni Josephus na may totoong Jesus na nabuhay. Hindi siya fake news. Pero nabuhay ba siya mula sa pagkamatay niya? Did he rise from the dead? And he did. Alam natin yan dito sa CCF, si Attorney Lionel Lokhu. 
di ba? Yung Guinness Book of World Record holder sa field of legal practice. Bakit? Kasi 245 consecutive murder acquittals na inagawa niya bilang abogado. And what did he say when he investigated the resurrection of Jesus? Sabi niya, I say unequivocally, di ba? That this resurrection of Jesus is so overwhelming that it will not require proof anymore. Bakit? Kasi there's no room for doubt. It is so dependable. Totoong nangyari to. Ang sarap, di ba? And you know what? God's Word can really transform lives. Nagbabago po tayo dahil sa salita ng Diyos. Kaya nga po sinabi, may, may, may manunulat po na nagsabi nito, sabi niya, ah, dapat daw touch tayo ng Word ng Panginoon by the ethics of the Bible, by the ethics of Christianity. So, ganong kahalaga, if that is so powerful, dapat bit-bit-bit-bit natin to pagdating sa gobyerno. ba? Yung, yung pagpagtatayo ng United States of America, anong basihan nila? Biblia. Para maging ganun sila kapang, makapangyarihan, anong basihan nila? Biblia. Dito tayo susunod. This is our standard. Okay ba yun? Agree tayo doon? Agree, agree. Oh. Si Wayne Grudem ang nagsabi nito. Sabi niya, The God who is revealed in the Bible is the God of all peoples and all nations of the earth. Wag niyo sabihin na, Bible, pang Israel lang yan. Hindi po. Para sa ating lahat to. Kasali tayo dito sa kwentong to. And certainly, God put specific Bible passages that teach about government. Not only to inform Christians, but also to inform civil government. At dapat lahat ng responsibilities, lahat ng pattern na dapat nating sundan, dito natin titignan sa Bible. So, naniniwala ba kayo? Naniniwala ba kayo that this is a dependable standard? Meron kumukontra ba sa akin sa Facebook? Kung kumontra kayo, ano, uh, si Pastor Peter. <laughs> Sumbong ko kayo. <laughs> Joke lang. So how do we make sure that the people occupying positions of leadership in the government will meet the expectations that God has set for good governance? Kaya tayo magtatanong, what should we look for in a good leader? And singles, ito exciting to ha. Kasi ngayong gabi, pag-uusapan natin yung mga qualities of good leaders, kung bakit sobrang essential ng government leaders. Dati po pangarap ko maging presidente ng Pilipinas. Yun talaga yung nakalagay sa yearbook ko nung high school. Pero alam nyo nung prepa ko, anong pangarap ko nung prepa ko? To be a pastor and policeman. Hindi ko alam ko pa paano si Cardo Dalisay ay magpapastor sa linggo tapos makikipagbarinan siya <laughs> sa, sa weekdays. No? Pero yun yung pangarap ko nung, nung, nung prep ako. Hanggang naiba na, nung high school ako, gusto ko na maging presidente ng Pilipinas. Tapos nung college ako, dahil hindi ako nakapasa ng law, sabi ko gusto ko na lang maging artista. <laughs> Di ba? Tingnan mo kung nasan ako ngayon. Nasa TV ako. Hindi, joke lang. Oo, pero ito na pag-uusapan natin. Ano ba talaga yung qualities ng good leaders na dapat nating tignan? Binigyan tayo ng standards ng World Bank. Binigyan tayo ng standards ng United Nations. Sabi nila, the movement for good governance suggests that a good leader should be 
effective, empowering, and ethical. Effective, empowering, and ethical. Hindi lang powerful. Dapat may effect. Dapat may nagagawa. Hindi lang siya magaling. Dapat ethical din siya. Nakikita niyo yun? The criteria points to a good balance of competence and character. Competent ka dapat, ibig sabihin magaling ka, pero dapat matinuri ng character mo. Hindi tayo nagahanap ng pastor, pero hindi naman pastor lang ang pwedeng maging mabait, di ba? Ang hinahanap natin, government leaders who are firm in their competence and who are also firm in their characters. Mahirap kapag competent, magaling, ang galing, ang galing, pero ang galing din kumurap. Naranasan niyo na ba yun? Naranasan natin yun dito sa Pilipinas. Ang galing-galing! Ang, ang laki-laki na rin ang bulsa. Diba? Meron din naman tayo, ang bait-bait! Pero nasa na? Nasa na yung nagawa? So, kailangan mahit natin yung balance, di ba? Siguro sasabihin niyo sa akin, ang strict naman ng kriteriya mo, hindi naman pwede lahat mabait at hindi pwede lahat magaling. Should we expect or demand such a high standard of competence? High standard of morality, high standard of wisdom sa government officials. Ang sagot po, yes. Kung may nakikinig po sa aking government official ngayon at tumatakbo kayo, para sa inyo to. <laughs> because governance is God's mandate. Utos yan ng Panginoon. And good governance should therefore be in accordance to what God says. Mahirap yung Mahirap yung may position ka sa gobyerno, but you don't listen to the word of God. Mahirap yung you have power over a people, but then your values are so misconstrued. It is very, very important. Sabi ni Gwen Grudem, what God expects of civil government and what kind of moral and legal standards He wants governments to follow. Responsibilidad yon ng lahat ng citizens. Everyone who can vote, responsibility natin to put people who can stand for what is moral, what is legal, and what can really help the country. So, pakita ko lang sa inyo itong verse na to. Romans 13 verses 1 to 2. Nakikita nyo yan sa screens nyo ngayon. Sabi dyan, every person is to be in subjection. Pag sinabi yung word na subjection, ang Greek word po na yan ay hupotaso. Meaning, susunod ka sa command. Ganun po ang government. Nire-require po tayong mag-submit para siyang sundalo. Nag-CAT ba kayo? Or nag-ROCC kayo? ROTC pala. ROCC. Ano kayo? <laughs> DOTC pala yun. Na-joke lang. Na, di ba na-experience yun? Talupad! Po! Di ba? Tapos lahat kayo, susunod kayo talaga. Ganun yung submission. Hindi kayo nagpapaalila. Di ba? Pag sundalo ka, hindi ka kawawa dahil... Sumusunod ka sa command. Pero dahil sundalo ka, you are hupo taso. You are in subjection to the authority that you trust. Yan po yung sinasabi ng verse na be in subjection. Okay? Tapos yung verse 2 po, ang dami dyan sinasabi. Resisting the government, opposing the government. Alam nyo, iisang word lang po yan. Antistemi sa Greek. At ang ibig sabihin po niyan, you are opposed. So, pag inopose mo yung gobyerno mo, you are opposing against God. Ganun katindi. Kaya mag-isip kayo. Kasi kung boboto tayo, kailangan susunod tayo dun. Andiyan pa kayo, singles? 
Diba? Mag-isip. Now we have the power to vote. Alam na natin yung kapangyarihan natin. So it's very important that we think, that we pray, and that we choose right. Tama ang pipiliin dapat natin. Romans 13 verses 3 to 4. It tells us that these government officials or these leaders are ministers of God. Ang sarap, di ba? They are ministers of God for your good para sa ikabubuti mo. At yung ministers of God na yan, yung, yung unang verse, yung verse 4, ang ginamit na word dyan is diakonos, which is the same word used for deacons. And alam nyo naman ko ano yung deacons, di ba? In the church setup, in church polity, in church design, ang deacons po ay nagsaserve to take care of the flock. Para pong sila yung mga nag-aalaga doon sa mga uh, nagsisimba. Ganun po ang tawag sa kanila. They were called deacons, diakonos. But then if you proceed to verse 6 of that same chapter, tinawag silang servant. At yung term na ginamit po doon is liturgos, which is, kung, kung familiar po sa inyo yung liturgy, di ba? Liter, uh, liter H, liturgy, liter, <laughs> ne, joke lang, liter, <laughs> liturgy. Oo. Kung pamilya sa inyo, di ba, term yan sa, sa simbahan eh, di ba? So, ganun katindi. Ibig sabihin, pag public official ka, hindi mo lang pinaglilingkuran yung tao, naglilingkod ka rin sa Panginoon. Public officials are servants of God. Kesa man nakikinig po ating public officials. Nagot po kayo kay God. Pag nagnakaw kayo, ay isa-is po kay John. Okay. In the same way that there are ministers of God serving in the church, public officials are also servants of God serving in the government. Kasi Diyos ang bossing nila. Sa Diyos ang pananagutan nila. Ba? Kaya po sinabihan tayo ni Pedro eh, Peter, submit yourselves. Magsasubmit tayo kasi ito yung will ni God para sa atin. Kaya ako noong 2016, kahit hindi si PRRD yung binoto ko, nagsubmit ako sa kanya. Ganon din dapat tayong lahat. Pag hindi nanali yung binoto nyo, relax lang kayo. Kaya nga tayo nagbobotohan eh, di ba? Kasi majority wins, di ba? Oh, so mag-relax, relax. Ito lang ang konti kong paalala sa inyo, okay? To promote, ito tungkulin ng gobyerno. God gave government leaders the ministry of upholding justice and righteousness in society. So if your leaders do not uphold these values, questionin nyo bakit nyo sila leader. Diba? When rulers misuse their power and they do the opposite, they corrupt the divine design of governance. Napakaganda kasi ng disenyo ng Panginoon kaya ginawa niya yung government eh. Pero kung babalok to ten, sayang. So, ito po ang ating titignan ngayong gabi. Exciting to. Biblical criteria for leadership. Meron akong pagsubok na gagawin para sa inyo. I will ask you to get a piece of paper. Okay? Get a piece of paper. Boy Scout laging handa. Write down your top three candidates. Ay, wala akong ballpen. Hindi pala ako Boy Scout. Write down your top two to three candidates for the presidency. Okay? And as you go through the traits that I will give you, godly leadership according to the Bible, you will rate those candidates using a five-point scale. One being lowest. Ibig sabihin, hindi ko makita maramdaman dito sa taong to. Gusto ko pa naman siya iboto, pero parang wala akong nakitang ganito sa kanya. 
One ang iskor mo. Five, pag-feeling mo, oy kitang-kita ko to. Okay? Huwag niyo siyang i-judge based dahil sa gusto niyo siya or ayaw niyo siya. Okay? Kailangan niyo siyang i-judge based on ano bang pinakita, anong resibo niya, anong performance niya. Okay? Ready na kayo mag-rate? Okay, tapos isasubmit niyo yung paper niya yan sa Comelec. Hindi, joke lang. Ito na ngayon yung, ito yung mga standards. Ang unang standard natin, karakter. Does this person possess a strong moral fiber? Hindi naman lahat pwedeng maging mabait lang eh. Pero yung strong moral fiber, hindi naapektuhan, hindi hindi nahihila ng mga kung ano-anong masasamang loob. Diba? Pangalawang C, competence. Does this person have the capacity to govern? O wala, ano lang siya? Audience impact lang siya. Pangatlo, family. Can he or she manage his or her household? Nakikita niyo ba yung mga anak nila? Nakikita niyo ba yung pamilya nila? Kamusta sila? Pangapat, justicia, justice. Kamusta siya? Pagdating sa mga issues na patungkol sa justice, patungkol sa karapatan ng ibang tao, patungkol sa karapatan ng mga mahihirap, ng mga hindi masyadong napapansin. At pinakahuli, A, accountability. Meron bang nagbabantay sa kanya? Meron bang nagbabantay sa bawat galaw na ginagawa niya at tapat ba siya sa tungkulin niya? Iisa-isahin natin yan. Again, we look into these standards para alam natin, Bible ang basihan natin. Una, character. In the Bible, we have an example of one who served public government and proved himself deserving of that high position as his life speaks of credibility and high integrity. Doing the right thing, kahit walang nakatingin. Sino to? Ito po si Joseph. Sabi po sa Genesis, at makikita nyo sa screens nyo yung verses 8 to 9. He refused. Diba? Si Joseph po, he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, with me here. Diba? Wag mo kung tukso, layuan mo ako. My master does not concern himself with anything in the house. And he has put all that he owns in my in my charge. Ako, ako ang masusunod dito. Pero hindi pwede kong galawin yung kanya at kanya ka. Hindi ka sa akin. How then, sabi niya no, how then could I do this great evil and sin against God? Nakita niyo kung paano, kung paano karakter ni, ni Joseph is so dependable. He was willing and he was so able to say no to temptation. Hello, tayo nga, singles, kamusta tayo? Nag-google, tapos nag, may nakita kayo sa Facebook. Ah, nako, nako. Nag-sin na naman ako kasi may nakita. Sinisi pa ngayon yung Facebook. Sinisi pa ngayon yung TikTok. Diba? <laughs> eh, paano sa politiko kaya? Um, firm, firm, firm. Tapos biglang may lagay. O, oh, sige, pwede na yan. Aba, hindi po pwede yun. Diba? Makita nyo rin dito kay Joseph. He served his master with integrity and excellence. Kaya sobrang bilib sa kanya yung, yung, yung leader. Diba? How are your candidates in terms of character, specifically integridad? Does your candidate hold themselves accountable to God? Tapat ba sila? Mabuti ba sila? Ngayon, tanungin nyo sarili nyo. Nahuli ba sila? Have they been caught? Or at least been accused of lying and cheating? Then rate them. One to five. Okay? Pangalawang standard, competence. 
equally important po ang competence. Dapat magaling ka rin. Kaya nga po si Joseph eh, kinilala siya ni Pharaoh sa Genesis 41, 38-41. Talagang bilib sa kanya. Magaling na magaling siya. In fact, sinabi ni Pharaoh, can we find a man like this in whom is a divine spirit? Dapat ganong klaseng leader. Yung kitang-kita mo, angat na angat siya sa iba. Diba? Ang sarap pag ganun yung leader mo. The Pharaoh identifies him He's capable, he has fear of God, he has wisdom, he has competence. All these were benchmarks of such an important position. Tayo po ay bumuboto ng presidente, hindi po tayo nagboboto ng artista. Presidente po ang ating pinaplanong botohin. So, kamusta po siya sa competence? Meron po ba siyang naka-accomplish as a government leader? Rate niyo ulit. Five pinakamataas, one pinakabagsak. Pangatlo, pamilya. Righteousness and moral uprightness are important for the future of the nation. Sinasabi po yan sa Biblia, dapat sumusunod tayong lahat sa salita ng Diyos. In Deuteronomy, you follow the things that the Lord your God has commanded. Diba? And we are to teach them even to our children, even to our children's children, sa lahat po ng kamag-anak natin. Dapat nakikita that the Bible is still our foundation. Yan ba ay nakikita ninyo? sa kanila pong mga pamilya. Because before leaders can assert Christian values in government, kailangan sa pamilya nila malinaw muna ang stand nila. Ayaw ba nila sa sin o okay lang silang magsin kayo? Panoorin yung mga interviews. Tingnan nyo, sino sa kanila yung willing kayong magsin? Willing, okay lang kayo kung anong gusto yung gawin. Sino sa kanila yung merong uprightness at talagang tinitrain yung kanilang mga anak in righteousness? Bantayan nyo yan. How are your candidates in terms of family life? Are their values are their values being followed na talagang they are firm na sumusunod sila kay, kay, kay God? Rate nyo rin sila. Scale of one, pinakamababa, five, pinakamataas. Pang-apat, justice. Sabi sa Deuteronomy, justice and only justice you shall pursue. So ang tanong ko nung, nung nag-D12 kami nito kay Pastor Omar, ha? Huh? Justice? Paano kung hindi ako ano, abogado? Wala akong alam sa justice. Pero ang alam ko, pwede ko pag-aralan yung Hebrew word for justice. And I saw that the Hebrew word for justice actually meant righteousness. Tama. Lagi bang nasa tama yung kandidato mo? Lagi bang pumapanig sa karapatang pantao yung tao mo? Oh, yung tao mo. Yung kandidato mo. <laughs> <laughs> Naging leader ka na eh, no? Do policies favor any groups? The candidates may, uh, may all have good intentions. Pero ang tatanungin natin is, do they know what they're doing? Are they just? Are they fair? Are they honest? Kung ang dapat iboboto natin, firm ang justice sa kanya. And this person should be deemed righteous to the best of his or her ability. Okay, yun po yung babantayan ninyo. So, evaluate your candidates in terms of justice. What program or policies have they implemented to address poverty? Paano po, paano po sila pagdating sa uh, concept ng palakasan? Mahilig po ba silang mag-favoritism? Meron ho ba silang mga cronies? Meron ho ba silang mga kakampi na, na talagang medyo questionable? Rate your candidate 1 to 5. Okay? At pinakahuli po, accountability. Leaders must be held accountable for their actions and this includes transparency, tapat. 
and taking personal responsibility. Kung nagkamali, aaming nagkamali, itatama ang pagkakamali. That is an accountable leader. Here are, uh, 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 there's a Bible verse that I'll show you. Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 to 10. Sabi dyan, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up uh, his companion. But, but woe to the one who falls when there is not one to lift him up. Accountable po ba yung gusto niyong iboto? Accountable ba siya sa publiko? Accountable ba siya sa batas? Who or what kind of people are surrounding them? Are they surrounded by trustworthy people? Are they surrounded by corrupt people? Do they listen to wise counsel or do they listen to crooked counsel? Rate your candidates, one to five. Ito po ang dapat nyo maalala. Public service is public trust. Our Philippine Constitution Article 11, Section 1 states that public officers and employees must at all times be accountable to the people. Sagot po ni, tayo po ang bossing nila. Yan po ang tatandaan ninyo. You see, government officials are servant leaders and they have to serve the common good and not their own personal agenda. They're not only servants of the people, but they're also servants of God. And ultimately, kahit sino pong manalo at kahit sino pong iboto ninyo, they will answer to Him. So make sure you pray for and choose government officials who are aligned with Christian values. Next session po, our brother Judah Paolo will be talking about our responsibility. Because yes, kahit iboboto natin sila at sila magiging leader, may papel din po tayo, may ambag tayo in nation building. And as we end tonight's session, ang tanong ko, na baka tanong nyo rin sa akin, ano to Paul? Criteria for judging lang ba to? Ano bang purpose nitong message na to? Magja-judge lang kami. Ito ang pinakamataas na score. Hindi po. Now you know those traits that you need to demand from politicians and leaders. But if you demand these values from people that you want to elect, dapat these values are also evident in your life. And this is what hits hard because I'm guilty as charged. I believe nobody, nobody can ever embody all these values apart from Christ. So sinong tapat, totoo at magiting sa mga kandidato? Pwede ko ba kayong ituro kung sino? Who can really stand up in all honesty and say these things? It was for your good that I did everything. It was to retrieve the heart that you lost in the Garden of Eden so that I could give you a heart of flesh, a forgiven heart, a pure heart. That's Jesus. And that's the love of Jesus. Only He can break our hearts of stones. Before we even engage in online bardagulan, tanong nyo muna sarili nyo, what would Jesus do? Because when Jesus sees these people, He would correct, He would correct them calmly. He would reach out in love. He will always fight for what is right and His fight is fought in love. 
Alam niyo bang pinaglabang kayo ng Panginoon? Sa sobrang dami ng baloktot sa ating buhay. You know, if I was Jesus, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be willing to die for these people. But what did he do? He laid down his life for the sheep. He laid down his life for us. And what? We were sinners. And yet he chose to die for us. Nagahanap kayo ng pag-asa sa politiko, magising kayo ngayong gabi, big singles. Dahil ang totoong pag-asa natin wala sa politiko, wala sa gobyerno. Nasa Diyos. At kung wala tayo sa Kanya, kahit anong pagod nating bumoto ng tama, walang magbabago dito sa bansa natin. Kasi hanggat hindi nila kilalang Panginoon, walang pusong magbabago. Tinatanong niyo ako, ba't ako tumigil magwelga sa kalsada? Kasi wala sa kalsada ang labanan. Nasa puso ng tao ang labanan. Kung ang hinahanap pa rin nila ay pag-asa dito sa mundo, hindi nila yan makikita. Unless they recognize that they need Jesus. Maybe, maybe, palagay ko lang to, you haven't really given your life to Jesus. Kaya you find it so difficult to believe na may pag-asa pa, pa sa bansang ito. Kaya kayo madaling maniwala sa politiko pag nangangako sila ng moon and the stars. O maybe meron kang sariling galit dyan sa puso mo na hindi mo pa talaga napapatawad. Oras na. Oras na para gumising tayo sa katotohanan na ang sagot sa lahat ng problema natin ay ang Panginoong Heso Kristo. And we can start journeying with Him if we surrender our heart our soul, our lives, our thoughts to Him. Kasi siya po ang mas magtatama ng mga isip natin. Siya po ang magtatama ng political inclinations natin. Siya po ang magtatama ng buhay natin. So before you cling on to presidentials, look to the real leader. Look to the best leader. And look to the leader who became servant first. That is Jesus. Our hope. That is Jesus. The way, the truth, and the life. And no one will come to the Father except through Him. I invite you, Pilipinas, to pray. To cling on to Him and to trust in Him. Na may plano siyang maganda para sa bansa natin, pero higit sa lahat, may plano siyang maganda para sa buhay mo. Kasi bago kaalagaan ng mga presidente, Panginoon muna ang unang nag-alaga sa'yo. Maybe it's time to surrender. It's time to tell Him, Lord, kumapit ako sa mga maling bagay. At akala ko may pag-asa sa mga bagay na yun. Pero Lord, I reached a dead end in my life. If what Paul Devera is saying tonight is true, Lord Jesus, I want you to be president of my heart. I want you to be king 
of my heart. Kung magbabago po ang buhay ko pa sa pagkilala ko sa inyo, Lord, you are welcome in this life. I humble myself. I recognize I am a sinner. I am wasted. At naghahanap ako ng pag-asa sa iba. Hindi muna ako tumingin sa iyo. Lord, patawarin mo ko. I am such a wretched individual. But I thank you, Jesus. Because you were willing to give your life to someone like me. And Lord, I want change in this country. I want change in this country, oh God. But how can that happen? That can only happen, Lord, if you change me from the inside out. So Lord, here's my life. Touch my life with your love. Correct. Correct my thoughts. Correct my heart. Allow me to be more loving. But more importantly, allow me to cling on to your word. Because if I want a better future for the Philippines, I need to look to you. Jesus, author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before you, you endured the cross, scorning its shame, and now you sit at the right hand of the throne of God. We can consider you who endured opposition, O God, O Jesus Christ, so that we will be saved. And so here we are. We give our lives to you. We lift up our country to you. We lift up this election to you, O God. You, Jesus, are our real hope. Paalala mo yun sa puso ko at sa isip ko, Panginoon, na kahit sinong manalong presidente, vice-presidente, senador, congressman, mayor, at lahat-lahat, kayo pa rin ang haring nakaupo sa trono. Maraming salamat, Panginoon. Mahal na mahal po namin kayo. And all these we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and Amen. Wow! What an enlightening message. Truly, a government official must be a servant leader. A good leader is not only in service to the people, but also a servant of God. I hope that this message helped you to better decide on choosing the best qualified candidates to lead our nation. So, singles, are you ready to vote for the rightful leaders God has impressed in your hearts and minds? Here are the breakout questions to help you process more. First question, what would you need to do so you can better know the Bible? Second question, what is your vision of a country with good governance? Why are character and competence important in good governance? Third question. How will you influence others such as family and relatives to choose candidates based on God's leadership standards for the upcoming elections? Enjoy your breakout singles. See you next week for our third session, Alay Kosabayan. Take care and God bless.